in-depth and God-filled conversations with some of the brightest names in contemporary Christian music and worship. This is The Artist Interview with Gordon T. And welcome to this week's episode of The Artist Interview. I'm your host, Gordon T, and it's my absolute privilege and pleasure to scale the world of contemporary Christian music and worship and bring to you some of the brightest talents uh, to hear and share their music and also find out the stories behind the music. And this week we've got a guy which, well, I hope if you're in the UK and listening to our station, you're already familiar with him, it's, it's Ben Fuller. But if you're on one of our partner stations worldwide, maybe you haven't yet heard his tracks, but he's got some great music to share. So let's kick off with his first track. It's Who I Am. It's Who I Am. And that was Who I Am by Ben Fuller. Hey, Ben, how you doing? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm here. It's an absolute honor. We're so <laughs> glad you're with us. You know what? That track, Who I Am, absolutely storming track. Uh, and just for a bit of reference and context for, for our listeners, uh, if you've been listening to our station here in the UK, that track actually well, did so well last year. It came position number seven in Chart of the Year 2022. And if just just you know, Ben, you got your hands up in the air, so are you going? What? That's amazing, wow. and it is absolutely amazing. Uh, and that track actually uh, came above for King and Country, who, who I dearly love and respect. But Ben, it's congratulations, my friend. That's amazing. Um, I love Joel and Luke, and uh, they are they have been such brothers and encouragement to me. So I I I just thank you guys for for allowing the song to be played and and continuing to um, allow this ministry to extend across the pond. I mean, it's just it's amazing, and and I'm just so grateful. Oh. Uh, and that's really been that's been the word of the year. Really, it's just grateful. So good. So, so, so just briefly, tell us a bit about who I am. Why why did you write that song? Who's it aimed at? Um, yeah. So so uh, I'm I'm a relatively new Christian. Um, a little over three and a half years. Uh, of being a believer, it has been um, such a whirlwind in such a short amount of time. But, um, you know, I got baptized uh, in, in uh, November of 2019. And all of a sudden, these songs, these these lyrics, these things start coming to me. And uh, so I got in the room with a man named David Spencer. And uh, he's a phenomenal producer, songwriter. And we prayed, we always pray before every song, right? And said, Lord, what do you want to say? What do you want to do? Um, how do you how do you want this this song to go? And it wasn't moments later, it was David started playing that piano piece in the beginning. And all of a sudden it was just, I, I just started humming. I'm a child of the most high God and the most high God's for me. And he just turns around and goes, oh my goodness, what is that? And I said, I don't know. And we started writing and the song was 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 born uh, and delivered with within an hour, uh, wow. I think. And um, his children had come home from school. He's got three beautiful children. They came home from school. I felt I really felt and heard in my spirit. It was like have have some kids sing on this song. Uh, you need some children to sing in this. That they're that they're a child of the Most High God as well. And. And so we got his kids in the studio and they, they sang on the microphone. I'm a child of the most high God and the most high God is for me. And it just, it just all of a sudden the song just, just came to be. Um, and it's been this, it's been this uh, anthem for me. And I believe that God knew I would need an anthem. God knew I would need this declaration uh, for when things got hard um, because it's hard. It's hard following Jesus. Yeah, it really, ca it really can be. It's also hard not following Jesus. And I guess one of the things I'd really love, if you're happy to, is for you to share your testimony. You've only been a believer three and a half years. If you don't mind me asking, so how, how old are you at the moment? Uh, 36. 36. Okay, so you became a Christian aged roughly 33-ish. So, um, yeah. so rewind time to whatever time is a good moment to start, as, as long back as you want to go, and tell us your journey uh, and how that ended up with you becoming eventually a Christian. Um, so I grew up in a, in the small state of Vermont and, um, we, I grew up, uh, my sister and I on a dairy farm, my father, uh, milked cows about 170, uh, the black and white Holstein cows. And so I 
I grew up knowing a lot about hard work and a lot about um, uh, schedules and and just just regimental and and the things that I did. And um, but I also grew up uh, kind of terrified of my father, um, and he generationally had been passed down from his dad. Um, you know that men are strong and men are tough, and that uh, we can't show weakness. Um, and so that really. You know, as I was an emotional kid, I wanted to share those things with my dad. It was really hard um, when you get the cold shoulder or kind of shrugged off. It's 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 super. Uh, it was very hard on me. So, 16 years old, you know, I had a gun in my mouth. I nearly pulled the trigger. Oh gosh! I thought that that uh, I thought that my dad didn't love me. You know, he didn't he didn't he didn't ever say it. And um, I took that so hard as a young man. Uh, and quickly that developed into, uh, drug addiction, alcohol, um, you know, just, just, just broken, messed up relationships, uh, with women. And, and I just, I was running away. Um, so I spent most of my life just constantly running away, went to college for landscape design. I learned how to play guitar there. And uh, the singing for me, I always sang from a young age, but the singing for me would take me out of the place that I was in, the place of, of hurt or despair or just anger. And it would, it would transport me into a better place in, in my mind. And, and I would feel, um, I would kind of get some temporary relief, you know, from, from, from the situation that I was in. Um, my, I lost my best friend in 2017 to a heroin overdose. And, um, you know, it really, really hurt. Uh, it really, really hurt me, but it didn't stop me from using. It didn't stop me from drinking, um, and partying. And so I had just got to the point where I was like, is this it? Is this, is this my life? Is this, is this, is this where I'm going in my life? And I had a, a number of friends say, Hey man, you ought to go to Nashville, Tennessee. You ought to move to Nashville because you have a great voice and you could, you could make it, you could do, you could do music. And, I, I always lived in this small town and I was, a, I was afraid, I was terrified of moving uh, 20 hours, moving to this new place that I didn't know anybody. And uh, so I started hearing from people, hey, you should move. And uh, February 25th, 2017 was my very first show in front of anybody as a musician with a guitar in my hand. And uh, so... In the fall, one year later, in the fall of 2018, I moved to Nashville and uh, I got here and I was terrified. Um, it, there was every star from every single hometown was here. Everybody could sing. Everybody could play. And I was like, this is this is madness. Like, I'm not good enough to be here. And uh, I stayed on Broadway, the famous Broadway in Nashville, Tennessee. I, I played music there uh, for four hours a day, every single day. And uh, just minimal pay and, and, and I was drinking too much. And again, the question came, is this it? Is this my life now? Is this what I have to look forward to? And I was driving home one day uh, in the fall of 2019, one year later, and um, my phone rang and it was a family from Vermont. And I hadn't seen that family in quite a long time. They used to come out and support me when I was doing country music and, and uh, in those little bars in Vermont. And they said, hey, would you like to come over for a meal? And uh, we're here. We're, we're in town. Uh, uh, we, we moved down here. And I said, sure, I, I'd love to. And so I went over that night. And at the end of the meal, they asked me if I'd like to go to church with them the next morning. And I felt like I owed them because they just fed me this amazing meal, you know? And I said, well, yeah, sure, I'll go with you guys. I remember stuffing beers in my pockets, you know, when I went over there that night, because I was like, ah, I'm gonna need to have, I'm gonna need to at least go with some beer and so I can, you know, so I can be myself. Yeah. And um, I, I remember that next morning, it was a Sunday morning and uh, the fall of, of 2019. And, and uh, I walked uh, through the doors after we got out of their car, walked through the doors and. And this long hallway and another long hallway and a staircase. And all of a sudden I heard the music and, and I could hear the doors to the auditorium were wide open and I could just hear the bass and I could feel the music. And, and it was like, and, and it was like a magnet had drawn me into that room. And he, he reached through those doors. He pulled me right into the aisle and I stood there by myself. I saw everybody with their hands up and I had no idea what they were doing. I had no idea why their hands were up. Mind you, Vermont is 2% Christian. 
And the name of Jesus was always just a swear word in my mouth. It was a derogatory term in my mouth that I would use to describe other swear words. Uh And so I stood there and I just said, if you're so powerful and mighty, if they they are who who they say that you are, take all these stupid things away from me. Take all these things, my language, the sex, the drugs, the alcohol. I said, make me new if if, if, if you are who they say you are. And in that moment, I felt the, this desire to sing that music forever. I, I, I can't explain it other than it was just like, I'm going to sing this music and I don't know how or, or even why. But I was like, I need to do this music. And I, I believe that was the first time that I actually acknowledged and, and heard from, from the Holy Spirit and heard, heard from the Lord himself and that I was going to do this. And within two months, the alcohol as 17 beers a night, 12, eight, two, nothing. I don't even want a beer anymore. I don't like the taste of it. The, the F word was my favorite and not fuller. Uh, and, and, and all of a sudden that came out and, and, and the sex and, and, and the drugs and all the things came out. And, um, I, I really felt like Jim Carrey in the movie, liar, liar, you know, where he's got the pen and he's like, the pen is blue (laughs) and he's trying to write, he's trying to lie. You know, he's trying to just, he can't tell a lie. And I felt like that in that moment. And, um, so I'm, I'm here, I'm alive three and a half years clean and sober and celibate waiting on the promises of God. I have no idea. Some days it is the hardest ever. Some days it's the easiest ever. And, um, I, I, I gave my life to Jesus and I said, I trust you. Um, and, and I feel like ever since I said that, and I'm, I didn't just say it with my mouth. I'm, I said it with my heart. I said, I'm just done running away. Will you please help me? And he did. And then all of a sudden Sony Provident comes in and I, I started writing with these amazing songwriters and, and all of a sudden I was just like, you know, what is happening? And after about 50 songs, I got asked to be part of their record label. This was during COVID when the world is shut down. I'm having, I'm all of a sudden the Lord is just raising me up through the middle of the, of, 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 of the world shutting down. And, and, uh, I just, all these things, meeting Zach Williams and all these people and now on tour with, with, uh, casting crowns and just all these things. I'm just blown away at how fast it all happened, but it all started with me just asking him for help with my heart. And, and, and now I can just look back and say that it was him, that he was there with me the whole entire time. I just didn't, I just didn't know it. And he spared my life and saved my life so that I could tell this story. And that I, and and, and like Paul said, in hopes to save some. Wow. Wow. What what an incredible testimony, Ben. Mm -hmm. Everyone's testimony. Not many people have a testimony quite like yours if i'm honest but everyone's testimony is powerful because it's the story of jesus reaching into their lives yeah but in your case i've got to say what an amazing reaching and turning around and just god lavishing you with his love and who who would have thought if if we'd rewound time four years who would have thought where god would have led you to today absolutely yeah incredible amazing story so thanks so much for sharing yeah thank you can i can i can i I rewind back into that then so when you were talking about about being uh, working on the farm in relationship with your dad uh, lots of people and in fact numbers of male artists we've had on the show fairly recently have talked about struggles with with their fathers and the image of who god is and all that sort of thing once you you had that experience of of jesus and the holy spirit how did you relate to father god um you know i feel like uh there was a there was a perspective shift on um that i felt i felt this deep and it's been so hard it's been such a struggle because i'm such a um i'm such a i'm such a hugger i'm such a i'm a very i'm a very loving guy physical touch you know if i can't see it then i can't believe it and it was so hard for me at times uh to realize but i felt that overwhelming love that 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 just that blanket of love on me and so um i feel like the perspective shift of of finally realizing that i had a father in heaven that loves me so much um and i could feel it 
And I think that, you know, inside I, I really struggled with the desire for my, my heavenly father to, to, to do the same thing because I could feel it. Right. And I could see it like real time. And, um, it has been one of the most beautiful things to watch my father, uh, and my mother for that matter, just both, um, watching me and they both have watched in, 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 in caring, both in caring and confusion of like, we're not really sure what Ben's doing, but we know it's good because look at all these great things that are happening around him. So their curiosity has been sparked. My dad loves the music. My dad has been listening to Christian music. My mom has been playing the Christian music. She's a first grade school teacher, has been playing the music at her school. There's There's been so many cool things that have happened. But I think the hardest thing is like, um, me not playing God. And, and, and that is, that is one of the hardest things for me ever is to want their salvation, want their relationship with the Lord. But literally, um, I just have to continue to just walk out mine Okay, and, and they're what, and realize that they're watching. I'll tell you what we could do right in this moment. Normally, normally we'll play another track, which we will do in a moment. And, and then you, you get to pray for listeners about stuff. I'm looking forward to that in a moment, Ben. But why don't we right now, the listeners, you and me, why don't we pray? Why don't you pray now for your parents and we will all join with you? Wow. Father God, thank you for David and thank you for Candy. Thank you for the parents that they are to me. Um, Lord, thank you for them raising me the best that they knew how. Um, thank you for um, them always showing me a love, even though uh, sometimes it didn't feel that way. God, I just pray right now that you um, just cover them and just meet them where they are and just sit with them, uh, uh, just talk with them. Maybe you speak to them in a way that only they know how to listen, Father. So I just, I thank you for their hearts. Um, I thank you that they've been watching and I can't wait to hear the story uh, and, 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 and have me be part of small part of of helping with their testimony and their salvation um god i I love them so much and um i just pray that you would send people into their lives that would that would show them jesus um god you're so good thank you for this in jesus name i pray amen and everyone said amen Amen. thank you ben for leading some prayer for your folks how lovely that is though that yeah just want to see God uh, move in their lives as he's moved in your own. So, Thank you. Thanks, Gordon. What, uh, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. What about your friends, though? So obviously, you, I would guess when you came to Nashville, quickly you would start association with people who probably are enjoying drink and, and drugs and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. When you became a Christian in Nashville, what happened to those friendships? Did, did people think you were just barking mad or did, they, did some of them have an interest? What happened? They thought I was mad, Gordon. They thought I was crazy. No, I, I think a lot of things happened that that was that the Lord literally started steering people out of my path and steering people into my path that needed to be in there. And what I've realized is um, I started feeling conviction about going to bars and going to places that I shouldn't go and and hanging with people that that probably aren't speaking life into me um, that may think this whole thing is is strange. Um, and I found that a lot when I would go home to Vermont, but I also found that a lot here in town. And it's amazing how I was just praying, God, give me, I need some friends. It honestly was one of the most loneliest times of my life when I gave my life to the Lord, because all my friends were like, you're crazy. Like, this is, this is, this is brainwash. This is, this is a cult. This is not, this is not Ben Fuller, right? Ben Fuller is country. He was raised on a farm. He's He's got dirt roads and tractors, and he needs to sing about those things. And, um, you know, I felt like Peter so many times because I denied Jesus to my friends because I said, you know what? You're right. I, I am country. I, I do need to sing country music. You're right. And I would walk out of those conversations almost ready to throw up because I felt so sick inside because I knew that wasn't the truth. I knew that wasn't the case and what had been done to me. So um, it honestly, it's really cool how I asked the Lord for new friends and he, and, and, and just friends that would encourage me and not like make me stumble and make me drink. Um, and he sent those people to me. Wow. He, he, he really did. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. So provision of the Lord in uh, just 
filling the gap as you as you had to lay yeah. lay down your old friends that's who it. weren't speaking life into you uh, and and brought new people to raise you up that's really good of him so we've got another track to to play from you actually before we play another track is there a story you want to share that perhaps the listeners will go whoa how did how did that ever happen uh, and how did how did you get through it from maybe from your past something that maybe some people will relate to and go whoa um you know what i well what what instantly just came to mind for me is um you know three and a half weeks ago almost four weeks ago now i had a pneumonia in my lungs and um you know i was singing real hard i was traveling a lot we were on tour we were in in places that were cold and uh winter time and and um i i, I pushed it too hard and i got sick and I came back to Nashville and I needed rest. I needed four or five days of rest. And in the middle of that rest, uh, the devil had come for my life. And I think um, I had some of the similar feelings that I had when I was 16. And what really hit me was I think so many times and so many people look at someone as a believer, a follower of Christ, and they say, oh, you're fixed. Oh, you're healed. Oh, you're, you're all set. Everything's okay. And the truth is no. Uh, things aren't always okay. And, and the devil came for my life and started telling me that I was worthless and started telling me that my songs aren't impacting anybody and started telling me that I, I can't really write a song that well and started telling me that, boy, I'm alone and not to reach out because it's embarrassing to talk about suicide. It's embarrassing to talk about depression. And uh, I got caught in a, a really, really deep, dark hole and I felt embarrassed to con to talk to any any of my friends, my band, and everything. Like I was just embarrassed to come out, being like I, the devil's coming at me with this that I should that I should end my life. And this was four weeks ago, Gordon. And so I'm here to talk about how God and He revealed to me this: the only thing that can make the devil flee. And what He showed me was Jesus coming from the water to the wilderness, and He went into the wilderness. In the first thing that happened was he was tempted. And the only thing that Jesus was able to use to make him flee, I mean, he, God, could, he could have snapped his fingers and made whatever happen, but he used the word of God. And that's it. Scripture, the word of God is the only thing that can make the devil flee. Because if you know who you are, that you're a child of the most high God, and if you know that that is final and it is written, then, then the devil has no power, no, and he just, he goes, oh, dang, I'm, I'm out of here. I got no, he already knows because it's already done. And so I had to go to the word of God and, and repeat that over and over and over again, that no, it is written that I shall worship my God only. And that's it. Not you, not you devil. And, uh, and he fleed from me, but I'm telling you it, it, it was a, it was a dark time. Um, so I'm just out to break the stigma that like, even because we're just followers of Christ, like when we're fighting and, and it just, I think so many people have this perception of like, oh, you know, the, you guys are just so good, too good and too, too clean and too have, you know, and that's just, that's just not it. Um, so I'm just here to talk about, you know, even for Christians that are going through something really hard um, that you can make it through, but it's the word of God period. And I was too busy. And this is the other big revelation I had. The devil kept me so busy praising God, but he kept me out of the word of God. And I was only reading the Bible, little bits and pieces of pieces that I needed to see and needed to hear. And, oh, I'll flip it open just for a little bit. And I wasn't in that word immersed enough where I forgot. And, you know, being a new Christian is not easy. And being, being a Christian for 40 years is not easy. And so... um I'm just here to say that I, I I found out that the only thing that worked for me was the word of God is scripture. And I had to go to scripture. And now when he comes for me like that, I go, okay, I remember I'm going to scripture and I'm going to read it out loud and I'm going to read it over and over again. And however many times it takes until he leaves. Wow. I, you know what? That's very, uh, that's very honest of you is the first thing I'd like to say. And I'm sure that there are going to be listeners who are going, uh, I, can, I can relate. That's how I feel. I'm, I'm in the middle of that right at this moment. But thank you for the encouragement to, to actually quash the lies of the enemy, the things that 
he would speak to lives that would, would steal our lives and actually to go back to what does God say about us and to, to read the Bible uh, and to gain hope from that. And uh, I just need to qualify this by saying, if you're somebody at home struggling right now with the temptation um, to, to end stuff, I just want to say you are treasured and you are loved by God. I just want to say there is hope for the future. And I want to say, please do do as Ben said and, and get the Bible and, and hear the truth of God over you. And also I need to encourage you at this moment as well to, to take the step that Ben said was such a challenge, challenge as well, talking to someone. If you're in the UK, you can contact the Samaritans 24 uh, seven, or you can reach out to a local church or a Christian you trust. Anyone would want at this point to be able to help you. So do not go through this alone. Uh, but I know I believe this is probably a prompt from God for this moment. Uh, and he's speaking to your heart and he wants you to know that he loves you and he cherishes you and he has good plans for you. So uh, Ben and I would both want to encourage you, just say, get get back to the truth of, of what God says about you, that he made you, he created you for purpose and he loves you. Is that right, Ben? Amen. Yeah, yeah amen. And that's what it is. And I, and I, and, and I again, I'm, I'm thank you for doing that, Gordon. And because I'm here to talk about those hard things that a lot of uh, people feel. And I've got a lot of friends that have come out to me and, and said, hey, I, I, I was just too embarrassed to say anything, but I, I honestly have been there too. And so I've just found by being honest, by being the most truthful, because I, I, you know, and, and, and a lot of truth is, I, when we get so ashamed in those moments, nobody wants to, to reach out to anybody because you feel so ashamed and so guilty of even having those feelings. But the lie is that you're the only one going through it. And so I'm just here to talk about the fact that you're not the only one going through it, that I've gone through it. But the word of God, scripture, is the only thing that can make the devil flee. And once you announce that you're a child of the Most High God and that you'll worship him alone and not the devil, he has no choice but to flee because he says, I have no power here. You aren't going to give me any attention. I'm gone. I'll go try the next guy. Yeah. So that that's just what I that's just what I what I've learned and what I'm gonna what I have been preaching and what I am preaching from the stages. You know? um, so yeah, thank you for the opportunity to even talk about this, really, because I know that it, it it's um it's not a fun topic and I don't like talking about it, but I know that he's made me so that I can. Well, I appreciate you talking about it. It's not an easy topic, yeah. but it's really yeah. important. So, so thank you, you Thanks, Ben. You bet. So, yeah. But we have got we've got another track to play from you. So that's that's something positive and good news. Let's do it. So tell tell us this track's called Bart the Cross. Tell us all about why did you write this track? Who's it for? What do you hope to achieve with it? Wow. Well, roll it, this honestly is perfect, Gordon, because it rolls right into it. And the lies of the devil. It's those things that shame tells me it's over. If fear tells me it's over, that I'm guilty, that all these things, when, when, when those things come at me, those lies come at me, the cross, but the cross says they're wrong. And that's, we were sitting in the writing room one day, we were talking about all these things. And it's like, man, and I was talking about some of the friends and some of the people that are like, what is this thing that you're doing, this church thing? It's not great. It's not, you know, it's not healthy for you. And inside I knew it was healthy for me. And so I needed a song that would point to those people that were doubting me and doubting my transformation and just saying, no, 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 these things, you're feeling these things too, but they can come at you, but they're lies and the cross says they're wrong. And so I've really enjoyed uh, singing this song. It's always been, um, we're opening with this song right now on tour with casting crowns uh, uh, here in the U S I think we've got about um, 16 or 17 more uh, uh, dates to go with them and we open with this song and just come out and at the beginning of the song i had uh s some listeners uh, do some voice recordings of lies that they hear from the devil and so we put all, all those lies together and we play a 30 second clip of people saying lies about themselves and then we sing that song but the cross says they're wrong and it's this really cool moment of that's triumphant and uh and glory to god at all so yeah i'm excited for you guys to hear it and um just announce uh announce those lies out loud because in in the light there is no darkness but the
And that was But The Cross by Ben Fuller. And I'm so pleased Ben is still with us here for the artist interview. Ben, thank you. You know, you've really shared from your heart. I've really appreciated your honesty. Uh, you've not tried to put a, a bit of contemporary Christian music record label gloss over it at all. You're just saying it as, as it is for you in your life. And uh, yeah. I'm sure that that's touched many listeners' hearts. I would really appreciate if you could pray right now for listeners. Yeah, you bet. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to be real. Um, God, thank you that this is not a show, that this is a for real, that this is really my life, and this is really the listeners' lives, that uh, if, if you're listening right now and find yourself in a position of, of uh, anxiety, of depression, uh, of hurt, uh, of confusion, whatever that is, I just pray that God, that you speak uh, to us, to each of us, that you come down and you speak to each of us in the way that only you know how, that that convicts us, that 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 makes us feel uh, your love, um, God. I just ask for you to wrap your arms around us and and make make us feel seen um, and heard, especially in those moments of darkness, Father. And I know that it's been a roller coaster uh, in my life, and and there's highs and there's lows, and there's moments that that seem like they make no sense. And then there's moments that seem like they make the most sense ever. Um, so Father, I just thank you for um, the journey that this is. And I just ask that you protect everybody listening, whether they're in their cars or their their trucks, um, or they're in the, the comfort of their home, or if they're at work, wherever that is. Um, Father God, I just ask that you just um, protect us and that you just draw us more near to you. Lord, it's a privilege and an honor to, to tell the truth. Um, help us to do that more. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Ben. Uh, if you've tuned in by accident and you've never you've never listened to the show before and you're thinking, this guy, Ben, is talking a lot about this Jesus who I, you maybe have no idea who he is. I just want to encourage you, if you're in the UK, get along to www.findachurch.co.uk because there are many churches that would love you to find out more about God's amazing love. And if you're listening to one of our partner stations worldwide, contact the studio and ask them, can you recommend a really great church for me? Because I want to know more about this God. Um, so thanks, Ben. I love your prayer. Yeah. I love I love your heart. Thank you. It's amazing what God's doing, taking you, giving you a platform. Um, and But it's interesting the way you, you, you talked about the lies that the enemy spoke about. You're not able to do this. You're not good enough. Your music's no good. You can't write songs. All yeah. that sort of lie. Is, isn't it extraordinary that even when you've got success the enemy still comes in to to attack uh, and and success doesn't make you a better person that's not what i'm saying at yeah. all but i'm the the evidence around would be saying you can do all these things yeah. but for the enemy to come in so hard with with just lies and i guess that's something that lots of people experience even when even when they're good at their job they think they're rubbish at their job even when they're kind to people they think that they're not a nice person all these different things that the enemy likes to try and speak over us yeah. is um Clever, isn't it? It's a good yeah. tactic. Yeah, it's a great tactic. And I think that, you know, what I've realized is the more people that I talk to, because um, I'm just a regular, a regular guy, but but the more regular guys that I talk to, they they share with me the lot the same lies that I hear. And I'm like, wait a minute, you you attempted suicide or or you felt like you weren't good enough, or that you're you're you received an award last year at work but then this year somehow you're not feeling like it's even worth it or you're not good at your job like and and it's amazing to hear those lies that are the exact same that everybody else is hearing and that's where we find out we're not alone that's where we find out that the devil is a liar and and he makes us try to feel like we're the only ones that hear that and so that's why community has been so important for me and like finding like-minded people and the lord has put you know the prayer of this lord put some friends in my life that love you and those friends have held me accountable and um, the accountability in some cases is what's really kept me going. Um, it's like, no, dude, you are making a difference. No, your life does matter. Um, and hearing that from somebody else that could save a life, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. In fact, one encouragement for, for those of us who actually might be able to make a difference to somebody else to just speak out some words of encouragement over people. Just tell people around us that we appreciate them. Just be grateful and thankful for the things that, that other people do, whether it's in your job, it's just secular work or whether it's people at church. You bet. Speaking a kind word makes a world of difference, doesn't yeah, it? It, so, really, and we, it really does. 
we need more of it. Yeah, cool. Okay, so let's let's just go back a bit to find out about how on earth it came that you suddenly were with the record label. Yeah. Uh, ex- explain that story yeah. to me. Yeah. So we had. Um, so all of a sudden, I had I had met uh, again. The Lord started putting these amazing people in my life. Crystal, my manager, um, Neil, my other manager. All these people started coming in my life that believed in me, and they were just like, "Hey, we love you." We, we feel like we're supposed to help you. Um, and, and, and even to the point of like, Hey, we know you don't have any money. We know you don't really have a lot of resources, but we're willing to help you regardless. And it's like, who are you guys? And they, and, and the Lord just sent these amazing people that are like, Hey, we believe in you and your music and your voice and your message and that you're bringing hope to people. And so, um, I just had so many wonderful folks just gather around me and, um, we started taking, uh, my songwriting had changed. And so all of a sudden I started writing about light and love and Jesus and forgiveness and redemption. And, um, I remember that Neil, uh, uh, my other manager, Neil had worked for Warner for 20 years. And so Neil's a couple phone calls away from anybody in Nashville and so he, but he worked on the country music side of things. And so anyway, he says, all right, you know, I know a couple of Christian guys here and there. Let me make some phone calls. And so he did. And uh, within the, um, I think within a couple of weeks of meeting him, he had about five big major label record uh, meetings. And I'm like, oh my, I'm, I'm terrified because I'm like, is this actually happening right now? And so I actually sang for these record labels in, in the middle of COVID. And, um, it was, it was absolutely terrifying. Uh, I remember going into places with a mask on and sitting way away from them and singing my son, being able to take the mask and sing the song and then put the mask back on. And, and so through that, we got a lot of, uh, song rights with people, but, uh, it was, it was in the end, it was a, a man by the name of Blaine Barkus who uh, works for, uh, the A&R for, uh, Sony Provident. And, um, and he said to me at, at the point of my story, I uh, just was wrapping up um, my testimony. And he says, Ben, you, you, your heart, it's your heart. He said, you're, you're, you have such a big heart and you're really going to change lives. And I want to help you. And he believed in me from the beginning. And so he really started putting me together with these songwriters. And um, that, that all of a sudden could hone my craft and uh could 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 allow me to say things that i wanted to say and and put it in musical form that it's just genius some of these all these people are just genius and so i uh i don't know what chord i'm playing i don't even know what key i'm in i'm i'm the most musically declined person you probably ever met but um they 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 knew what they were doing and uh so i guess about 50 songs we got about 50 songs written and i got a phone call from Blaine and he kind of tricked me a little and was like, Hey, are you, are you, are you doing anything right now? Are you coming to the office? Or he's like, I had something to ask you. I, I forget what it was. Uh, do you want to sign with Sony Provident? <laughs> and I was like, I, I, I remember I was driving and I pulled over in my truck and I was crying and I'm like, Is this? I was like, do I have to give you an answer right now? And he was just like, no, but soon would be good. And wow. uh, so, yeah. So all of a sudden in the middle of COVID was, was um, that, you know, it was, a lot of people were devastated and it was, it was a really awful, um, the pandemic was crazy for a lot of people, but somehow for me, it was just this, uh, amazing light life giving, uh, wonderful. And, and, and the Lord just was like raising me up secretly. So yeah. Extraordinary. And, and last year, 2022, you, you released your album, uh, who I am. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's eight tracks, really, really great tracks. If people haven't listened to it, uh, go and buy it from a from a Christian bookshop if you can. But if you have to, go and stream it, I guess. So, but um, yeah, thank you. But what, I, what I'd like to know is when 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 you were trying to put together the album, how many how many songs was it? Fifty songs you had written, and then you selected eight from fifty songs, or so I wrote it. Wrote one hundred and seventeen songs in seven months, and uh, one hundred and seventeen. Yeah, and so we just went. We just went. Um, it was crazy how the Lord was just moving and, and I would pray and we would, we would get in the room with some amazing people. And, and next thing you know, the song was born. And then tomorrow I had a, had a, had a write with two more people and we'd go in the room and pray. And all of a sudden the Lord would give us something totally different. And then two days later I'd go in. So anyway, it was, it was a, it was a grueling pace. Even the record label, I think still uses it as an example of like, that was a pretty crazy, that was a pretty crazy and also unique 
um, uh, time for one of our artists to write 117 songs in seven months um, and was very relentless about it. And um, I just made, you know, again, I think it goes back to being raised on a dairy farm is the hard work that's instilled inside of me. And it was just like, hey, this is a different kind of work now. And so it's, it's a mental kind of work instead of a physical uh, kind of work. But I'm here to put it in. And I'm, and I'm here to do it. Um, and so they really loved my work ethic and, and we're just kind of blown away by the amount of songs that we got. So then we would, we picked eight, we all sat down, had a big listening party and, and we, we were able to narrow 117 to 50 and then 50 down to 25 and then 25 to 15. And, and it was just like excruciating to give up some of these songs. Cause I'm like, Oh, well, I really love that one. And I also love this one, but I'm feeling this way right now. Um, but what blows me away the most is the Lord gave me songs that I need today, a year and a half ago, that when I wrote them a year and a half ago, I was like, uh, I don't really know what this means. And I'm not really sure if this is even me. And then fast forward, um, we just recorded four more songs and, uh, and those will be released at some point soon. I think it's going to kind of be a deluxe uh, album edition. We're going to add them to the who I am. So you can be looking forward to that. But uh, we, we like, I'm like, these songs are relevant to me right now. And I wrote them a year and a half ago and a year and a half ago, they made no sense. And so it's just like, it's amazing how, when, when you go through something and like you had mentioned before, some people uh, may have needed to hear uh, about being in a place of of wanting to take your own life and and that it's not worth it and that God is so much better. And then some people are like, why is he talking about this? And then all of a sudden, six months go by and there's this shift and and, and somebody who didn't need to hear it now needs to hear it. Um, and so I think that's what's so cool about music is that it just lives on and, and like you can go revisit it and and it's just this little little bar in time that you can listen to and you're like, wow, I was feeling that way. That's crazy. Or you can go, wow, I need, I needed that bad today. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's an, it's an honor to write for the Lord really. And I, I can't write any other kind of music now. Um, I, I'd love to write different, different um, types of Christian music, like, you know, Christian metal or Christian rock or, or, or whatever it is. Like, I'd love to do that um, more gospel but I, I just, I can't leave Jesus out of my music now. He's just changed my life that much. Yeah, he's right in the center of it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, and what's been your favorite lyric that you've written? Or, or, or maybe you feel it's the most Jesus-inspired lyric that got dropped into you? Wow. Um, I, I, think, I think there's a line in, in the, uh, there's a line in the song, in, in my song, Chasing Rebels, that says, uh, if my past is now your present, and that line seems to come back to me so many times because just as we were talking about there, there's a moment of, of, of I'm really high and then there's a moment of I'm really low. But what I realize is that somebody else is going through what I have gone through and somebody else is going through that right now. And whether it's, whether it's cocaine, whether it's alcohol, whether it's a, a messed up relationship you need to get out of or whatever that is, um, it's amazing how when that line came, when we're writing that song, it's like, if my past is now your present, I hope, I hope that you can see how there's an unrelenting coming for you savior who loves chasing rebels down. And it's like, whoo, it gives me chills just thinking about it. But um, there are so many times that uh, I realize that I've made it through things that people are going through right now. And I, there's also times that I realize that I'm going through something right now that somebody else has made it through so that's probably one of the one of my most favorite i wrote that song with a man named michael farron and uh, another man named tony wood and uh both of them are amazing songwriters and had lots of number ones and lots of amazing success because they put all their trust in jesus too well i'll tell you what we will we will be playing that very track chasing rebels very shortly oh praise god so that's an exciting <laughs> thing we, we're gonna come to that but um but so i'm glad it's one of your favorites because uh because yeah. it's probably going to be one of the favorites um for numbers of listeners as well oh so but, thanks but before we get to that um let's find a little bit about you talked about reading the bible so um so yeah. which also gets called the word or scripture but reading the bible what's what's been for you your most 
powerful encounter while you're reading the Bible, the thing that's really hit you? Um, John, you know, it's funny, John, John, uh, John six in the book of John. Um, and I, and I'm such a, I'll be honest with you. I can't stand reading. I've never been a good reader. I've never been a patient reader. I feel like I'm a squirrel. Uh, I'm always like, Ooh, oh, distraction. Ooh, you know, distraction. And so I feel like I had, um, I did this podcast once and um, I got asked uh, by, by, by a, uh, a woman who um, just amazing, but she asked me, she said, what's your favorite Bible app? And I said, I don't have one. And she said, excuse me. Like, you know, and it was almost like a sin. I was like, you know, I don't have a Bible. And, and she goes, how can you not have a Bible? I said, because, because my phone, I'm so distracted and there's a notification that pops up on Instagram. And next thing you know, I'm not looking at the Bible anymore. So the word, the word of God, I don't really leave home without it, but the word of God in, in, in this book is you can't really get distracted when you shut everything else off and you're, you're just in this because even if I decide to flip 10 pages, I'm like, now I'm in Psalms. And I'm still in the word of God. And so I love, that's what I love about the tangible word of God. Um, yeah, for the list, for the listeners at home, Ben held up a beautiful Bible there yeah. in his hands and it was precious to him. You can see in his face. He loves that. <laughs> I've got a Bible in my hands right now, but I, I, um, I think my favorite verse in the Bible has been that has really spoke to me is in the book of John and, uh, which is one of the, which is one of the four gospels. And I, it, it, it's it's the portion John six, and it's the portion where Jesus is speaking about those that had gone astray, and the people that had taken other paths and other roads and other ways, um, and left him. And he looks at his twelve disciples. He looks at the twelve disciples, and he says, "Are you guys going to go too? Are you going to leave me?" And Peter is one of my favorite disciples. Uh, he reminds me a lot of myself and how much I deny uh, that it's true or uh, struggle with all these things and, and, and fall and stumble. And Peter looks up at Jesus and he says, my Lord, to whom else shall we go? And that phrase, I, I got it tattooed on my chest, actually, that, 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 those words, I had to read that probably 25 times. And it finally sank in. I've got nobody else to go to. There has not been one other person who has offered me the peace and the love and the redemption and the forgiveness that Jesus has. And so I believe Peter, I mean, it's just, it's amazing how Peter recognized that my Lord, to whom else shall we go? There's nobody else. And so that, that has been my favorite, uh, and most, most, uh, the biggest revelation that I've had in the Bible thus far is just like, I, I really have nobody else to go to. And people say they're going to help me. Right. And we've had people that, that have said that. And then they, and then they don't, or, or they forget or, or they do, but it's not quite enough. It's not ever going to be enough. Um, and I just watched a sermon, uh, yesterday at church that, that, that spoke about, um, good things that are in our life that we tend to get mixed up with God things and, and, but they're not God. And so they could be good in our lives, but we, but they're not God and um, how they're just not ever going to quite fill that void. So when I read that, my Lord, to whom else shall we go? Um, it really hit me that I've got nobody else. Yeah. Nobody else you can trust. Nobody else that's worth giving every up for. Nobody else who will never yeah. fail you and continue to love you and yeah. always has loved you. So it's, um, yeah, Amen. yes, you're right. That's, that's an amazing, you know, I, I can't remember anyone else talking so powerfully from on that verse before. So, um, it's, it's wow. beautiful. Thanks very much, Ben. Wow. Thank you. Uh, now, obviously you're starting to play quite big stages, um, on, on the tours you've been on. Well, mm. if you don't mind me asking, what's, what's been the largest crowd you've played to so far? I think uh, Life Fest, a, a big, a big um, in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Uh, I think it was close to twenty thousand. It's quite, it's quite a lot of people uh, hear, hearing you sing. Yeah, I don't like it to be honest. I'm more of a, uh, <laughs> I'm more of a, I'm more of an intimate guy. I'm more of a like small. I don't know. I, I love people so much, but you know, it's a little, 
to be honest, it really, uh, I'm so unworthy to stand on a stage like that, but it's, uh, it's, it's very, it's daunting when you step out uh, on, on a, on a, a catwalk a runway uh, and people are just staring at you, you know, and putting you on this platform that you don't deserve to be on. And, and it's, a uh, it's just daunting. And so that's been one of my prayers is like, Lord, you know, no matter the size, uh, or shape or whatever it looks like, just please let me point them to you and not take any of the credit or the glory for, for being on a stage like this. Um, and I believe that that's why he's allowed me to be on stages like this, you know, in the same, and I think that, that Joel and Luke for King and country would say the same thing is they don't, they don't deserve to be on a stage like that, but because they know that and because they continue to honor God with everything, that's why the Lord says, okay, I'm going to allow you to go on this stage and step on the stage because you're going to glorify me. Yeah. And that can be a challenge when you have a lot of people screaming your name and clapping for you and yeah. you're tangible, right? Everyone can see you. Everyone can hear yeah. you. Oh, your voice is so amazing. Oh, you're just so handsome or, Oh, you're just so you can easily take that and go believing it. It would absolutely, it can define you, couldn't it? So it's, um, yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not, it's not a small thing, but it's a, big thing if you can no. keep on giving it back to god so I, actually that and that was one of the interesting things when when they were on the show uh they said i asked them about numbers which is all i'm just doing with you in, in some respect but on their numbers are just ridiculously huge the number of listeners they get per month yeah. and the rest of it and this is what they said i was yeah. just i was all i was gonna just quickly see if i could see how, what their monthly listeners are actually so i can so i just i will just update you listeners um the answer to this question uh is on Spotify alone, for King and Country, in the average month, have two and a half million listeners, and I and That's I crazy. asked them about how how does it feel having that sort of following, and the answer they gave was, you know, it's not it's not about the size of the numbers, it's about all of them is an individual uh, that God loves wow. and wants to bless, and I thought, well, what a great way of just going, yeah, no, it's about it's about people that God just wants to yeah. bless. And so, um, so not getting caught up in the numbers, but just trying to be caught up in the individuals. I loved it. So, um, yeah, so yeah, so, so good, those guys. And you know what I think about Gordon too, is I was that one guy, mm. you know, I was that one guy that needed to hear the gospel and needed to hear the word of God that, that sank deep into my heart and rooted and blossomed and is continuing to provide and produce fruit and um i was that one guy and i think about that one guy and the lord usually highlights one person for me a lot of times it's a young boy um in the crowd that was 16 between 15 and 20 you know that reminds me of myself and and, and i see this guy and i pray for him because i see and i and i go oh my goodness remember where you were at this point remember how lost you were and how 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 scared you were and how terrified you were um and that has been one of the most powerful things for me but i i i realized that the lord loves all of us and so i mean obviously joel and luke that's an amazing answer um but i i just i often think of i was that one guy standing in the middle of that church service and nobody knew me from anybody from anything and now look what the lord has done and given me because i just realized that it was him so, and he can do that for anybody. Well, you see, that's a great opportunity, really, because you've mentioned the word gospel. You hadn't heard the gospel. You said yeah. this a few times, and there's probably some people tuned in right now going, no idea what you're talking about, Ben. What, what do you mean yeah. by the word gospel? You've got, a mi you've got a minute, Ben, to tell the listeners wow. what's the gospel. Wow. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's Romans 10, 9 and, and, and in the book, but it's basically um, that, that we believe it, it, that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, and and that He came here, that God sent Him here to die for us and our sins, and to take on the sins of the world, and 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 forgive us uh, of all the things that we have done, and and provide this unlimited grace. And so, the gospel to me is just it's it's so it's so hard to believe at at times, and I struggle with it so much. But the more evidence that I see, the more people that I meet, the more things that I uh, experience, the more testimonies that I experience of, of um, God's grace and his mercy and forgiveness and his love on us, 
um, really blows my mind. And it's the blood of the lamb. It's the blood. It's his blood that he shed for us and the word of our testimony. And, and it really is the more testimonies. And that's why I just, I thank you for the time to even, to even speak on this because the more stories I hear of, uh, of people who have been changed by Jesus, by the name, the powerful name of Jesus, the more that I believe it. Cause I'm like, I'm not just crazy. I'm not the guy that I'm not the only guy that's been changed. And so um, the gospel to me has really been hearing the transformations that God is working in other people's lives too. Um, and it, and it's, and I think that that has been um, so encouraging because I'm such a see to believe guy, you know, because if I see somebody's life changed, I'm apt to believe. I'm like, okay, something's different about him. What is it? And the common denominator in my life has, has been Jesus Christ and, 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 and not, not, just this vulgar word anymore, not just this thing that I didn't know, or not just this, that I found out that he's actually a man and that he actually half man, half God, and actually came down and was sent down here for us to die for us, to live for us. And that he's allowed us that, that it's already been done and that he's allowed us to sit with him in heavenly places. If we were just to believe and just announce him as our Lord and savior and believe in our hearts that, that he's, that he's came and died for us and lives for us. And so it's just, it blows, it blows my mind how it all works and it makes no sense, but I've just been meeting, I've been meeting, and it's the mystery of God, right? And I think that he uses that in my life. It's the mystery of God that keeps me coming back to him for more. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Jesus made a way so we yeah. could know the father's love. God, can't, com- can't complain about that. Awesome yeah, thing. No. Um, and it is it's like absolutely life-changing you know what we don't we don't normally ever do this in an interview because we've already prayed twice but you know what ben it'd be great if you were happy to pray for people right now who might want to say yeah i don't even know what it means but i'd like to follow jesus are you happy to pray for us listeners if that's you right now just uh in your heart follow along with ben as he prays yeah yeah father god um we just come to you right now um Lord, if there's confusion, if there's trouble, if there's tiredness, um, if there's weakness um, in anybody that's listening, um, Father God, you have, you have shown me that you can take on all those things. You have shown me in my life that you, you have all those things and that you've made me brand new, Father. So for anybody listening, if, they, if you're tired, <laughs> If you're tired, if you're weak, if you're sick, if you're abandoned, if you're abused, you can call on the name of Jesus. You can just ask him, Jesus, just come save my life. Just come help me. And that's it. That's all I did. I just asked him. I said, Jesus, come help me then. If, you're, if you are who they say you are, then can you please do it for me? And that's what I did. And he did it for me. So if you're in that position right now and you're scared and you're alone, like I was, all I did was just say, Jesus, come save my life, please. Come show me who you are. And he did and he will. And I can promise you that. Thank you, Jesus, for uh, being our savior, for being here, for being the light, for being the love, for, for, for performing uh, miracles and the unbelievable. Um, I didn't believe, but now I do. And so I know that you're real and I know that you can do it for anybody listening. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen. And if you've just prayed that prayer, just want to encourage you, reach out to to a Christian you can trust, connect with the church, find some people who can help you to take the next steps with God because he is delighted. There is a party going on right now in heaven and people yeah, people are just like this is the best thing so well done for taking that step today if that's you at home or wherever you might be um bless you right ben you know what i, I want one more story from you before we do this last track so i, I thought you know you, you've got a platform you're sharing from your heart your real life story are there stories that you've heard back about the impact that your music has had on other people and if so is, is there something you could share about that yeah, I think the I think one of the things for me is um, 
being honest and transparent, um, being more vulnerable. Uh, a lot of times I, I picture myself, like I said, I don't belong to stand on the stages that I've been on. But if I crawl underneath that oriental rug that I'm standing on, if I get so low underneath that thing and tell the truth, then somebody is bound to look at me and say, maybe this is real. I'm going to try this too. And so I, I just, I found that the most honest and the most transparent that I've been, the more raw that I can be, the more raw and transparent and real people are with me. And so every single uh, uh, night at every single event, and like I said, I hate to call them shows because it's not a show, Gordon. It's a for real. This is a real, this is a for real. I'm, I'm, I'm really standing on stage. And so we just, we've been calling them joyful noises. You know, we, we, we make a joyful noise and uh, unto the Lord. And, and so, you know, after every joyful noise, there's always somebody that comes to me and said, your story is my story. I have your story. I just want to let you know that. And thank you for saying it because I've been terrified to say it. I've been terrified to face it. And so my encouragement is just, I hear these stories time and time again, um, that I'm not the only one that has gone through it. And so never stop telling your story. And that's just it. And you have no idea who's listening. You have no idea what place they are in their life. They could be at work. It could be at the grocery store. It could be wherever I've had people. Uh, it's funny. My neighbor just broke down, uh, in her car this morning and I had to take her two kids to school and she called me and I, and of course I'm the guy that gives everybody my phone number. So I'm like, Oh, just call me if you need anything, you know? And so all of a sudden it's eight o'clock in the morning, I'm getting ready. And she calls me and she says, Hey Ben, you said call if, if I needed anything, I need a ride to work and I also need a ride to school. And can we stop by the grocery store? And also my car is dead. Could you help me with that? And I was like, Oh my gosh, what did I just do? But what, I, but what I realized in that moment was like how beautiful and how powerful that that was and how, and how, you know, you can keep your promise and, and the word of God is so true. And so when I was able to, to just follow through with that stuff, and show her Jesus. And she was showing me Jesus the whole ride. And anyway, it's just, it, it's so amazing. Um, that, that transformation when that transformation takes place. Um, so it's just an honor, really an honor to walk out your story and to, 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 when you say things and you actually follow through and that's what the Lord has allowed with me. So when you do that, um, and you follow through with it, people see it and they go, okay, something's changed. I want that. And uh, that's, I think, the probably the most encouragement that I've got is hearing that um, I'm not alone in this transformation. Yeah, you, so. you share your story and then you hear it echoed back for you, yeah. to you as yeah. other people go, yeah, that's exactly what I've experienced. Um, so yeah. that's, that's cool. So we've got one last track to play from you and it is the track Chasing Rebels. Tell us about Chasing Rebels. What's it all about? Well, Wow. Um, yeah, that, that song is, is again, talking about being real, being raw, being honest. Um, I, I really wanted a song that talks about, um, where I've been and, um, you know, I, I mean, the opening line is I, I ain't one to hide my stupid and my stubborn and I won't lie about the places where I've been. And it's like, it, it just comes right out of the gate with just this complete, raw, honest, uh, really hurting, um, just feeling inside of like, I can't tell a lie anymore. And so I just have to let you guys know where I've been and that I'm not perfect. Um, and I just, I absolutely love the song. The music video is um, God gave me a download for just the vision of it. And so the, the man in that music video for the song is my brother-in-law. And uh, he has struggled immensely with alcohol and he's struggled immensely with um, being in and out of prison. And uh, he's been married to my sister now for, uh, I guess, 12 or 13 years. And um, they've struggled a bunch. And uh, again, is is just wrestling with faith and wrestling with, do I believe, do I not believe? I don't know. Um, again, has never really heard the name of Jesus other than derogatory like me. And so I, the Lord gave me this vision of him being in the video and I called him. And he kind of laughed at me at first and, and, and uh, he's a roofer and he's a strong guy, you know, he's just like, nah, I, I don't know, bro. 
And uh, he called me back. Um, I prayed, you know, I said, Lord, I, I, I know you gave me this vision. And he called me back two hours later and said that he would fly down here and do it. And um, so we went to a prison in Kentucky and uh, we shot the music video for that. And he was in it. And, and it was very emotional because we were praying over him and the scene in the, in, in the bridge of that song, he's coming for you. And we, we were able to really, we were, we were physically praying over him. He's coming for you. He's coming for you. And uh, I, I don't think there was, it didn't show it in the video, but there wasn't a dry eye. We had to stop a few times because some of us were just, we were crying so much. We couldn't, because it was so real and the spirit of God was in that song. I mean, it was just, the spirit of God was out there in the yard, you know, surrounded by razor wire. And and here we are saying, you know, he's coming for you. Um, so yeah, the song is very special, but it just, it just says, Hey, no matter what, no matter what you have done, He's coming for you. And he's for, and, and the end of the song, he, and he is for you. And I think that that, the end of that bridge is like, he's coming for you, but he is for you. Yeah. That's my favorite. Brilliant. Ben Fullest, thanks so much for joining us. The RCNT. This is your track, Chasing Rebels. God bless you, Ben. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. He's coming for 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 you. And that was Chasing Rebels by Ben Fuller. And thank you so much to Ben for sparing the time to us today on The Artist Interview. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I was excited beforehand. I knew God was going to do some great stuff. And really, what, what a testimony. What a guy just in love with Jesus and keeping it so real as well. And also, dear listener, you can uh, find many other artists with their stories and their music. Just go onto your favourite podcast platform and search up The Artist Interview. I'm your host, Gordon T. It's been my pleasure to be with you today, and I look forward to joining you on the next episode. God bless you. Bye-bye. Who loves chasing rebels down